All right, it is time for us to share the Word of God. How's everybody doing? Are you surviving? Are you doing all right? Are, do you have enough toilet paper? Yes. You got enough food? <laughs> you know, if I were the coronavirus, I would just go to the grocery store and wait by the toilet paper. <laughs> I would just wait. I would infect the entire world that way. Just wait by the toilet paper and jump on everybody who comes. <laughs> uh, all right. So... This is a little different. Uh, I'm not used to preaching uh, without a live crowd. Uh, so I'm not going to try to preach, preach. I'm just going to talk to you. Is that all right? I'm just going to talk to you for a little while. And I'm going to share my heart with you a little bit. Um, what's on my heart today is uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 16. I said at the beginning of this prayer series that the core question of this series is this. If prayer is so important, why is it so hard for us to do? If prayer is so important, why do we do so little of it? Now, every believer, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if I were to say to you, you should spend more time in prayer, you would absolutely say, you know what, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, there would be agreement to that. If you are an atheist, if you do not believe that God exists, or if you're an agnostic, but especially if you're an atheist, prayer seems like a completely fruitless waste of time because you're talking to nobody and you're hearing from nobody. So you're just kind of like a crazy person talking into the air. But even if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you can have an atheistic experience of prayer. And what I mean by that is, even if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you can feel at times like you're talking to nobody. And this is why prayer is so difficult, even for believers, because we believe, if you're a believer, you believe God exists. But when you be, close your eyes and begin to talk to him, you don't always feel like you're interacting with a real being. You have to actually believe by faith that you're interacting with a real being. And this is the crisis, is that in prayer, there's always this time of transition between believing by faith when you pray that you're actually interacting with a real person and actually experiencing that you're interacting with a real person. That is, there's this journey from praying by faith to actually experiencing the presence of God in prayer and when you come to that place where you begin to experience the presence of God in prayer, then all of a sudden, your interaction with God is as real as your interaction with anyone else. And so, I want to talk to you today about the process, that transition. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26, the scripture says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. That word helps is very important. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So Paul says the Spirit helps in our weaknesses. First thing I want us to understand is that every single one of us, regardless if you know Jesus or you don't know Jesus, we stand on an even playing field when it comes to prayer. We're weak. We're weak because we don't know how to pray. 
We don't know what we should pray for as we ought. But there's the availability of the Holy Spirit to help us in our weaknesses. The Spirit helps. Now that word helps is interesting. It it goes back to the Garden of Eden um, where God said it's not good for the man to be alone. I'll make him a suitable helper. Uh, The word in in the Hebrew is ezer, a suitable helper. Uh, And so God creates Eve as Adam's helper. And the word literally means rescuer. That word helper often has been misconstrued as to suggest that Eve was Adam's subordinate. Mm. She was his helper, meaning, uh, you know, she was just kind of there to be his administrative assistant. You know, Adam might need somebody to take his clothes to the cleaners, to clean up after him, to cook for him, you know, and to wash dishes. But that's actually not what the word means at all. It does not imply subordination at all. In fact, the word ezer, as it appears throughout the Old Testament, most often refers to God. God is our helper. God is our ezer. And so what we find is that Eve is Adam's rescuer. That is, she is strong where Adam is weak. She is able to stand where Adam is knocked down. Adam's situation is not good, until Eve comes on the, on the scene. But then over and over again through the Old Testament, we're told that God is our helper. Now Jesus says in, in uh, John chapter 14, verse 26, when he speaks of the Holy Spirit, he says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He said it again a chapter later in John 15, 26, He said, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So Jesus says the Holy Spirit is our helper. That is in the place where we're weak, he's strong. And prayer is the place where we're weak. And so the Holy Spirit comes to help us in our weaknesses. And this is the key. You see, prayer is ultimately boring, ultimately powerless, ultimately empty, and ultimately uh, fruitless until the Holy Spirit comes and helps us in our weaknesses. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses with his presence. You see, if I'm talking to you right now, this is actually a great analogy for understanding prayer, because right now I'm talking into a camera. You're there, but I can't see you. Mm. You're there, but I can't hear you. You're there, but I can't feel you. You see, if you stand me in front of a Sunday morning crowd, I'm going to preach like a madman because you're there and I can see you. You're there and I can hear you. You're there and I can feel you. Hmm. I can hear you say amen. You realize that when I'm preaching and you say amen, you give energy back to me. When I look out at the crowd and I see the smiling faces and you're nodding your heads and you're looking at one another, oh, that was good, that was good. That gives energy back to me. That confirms that I'm interacting with real people. But now that I'm preaching to a camera, you're there, but I can't see you. You're there, but I can't hear you. You're there, but I can't feel you. And so I'm preaching to you by faith. Hmm. By faith, I'm believing that you're hearing me. And so I'm I'm having to exert the effort of preaching to you as if I could see you, as if I could hear you, as if I could feel you. Even though I can't see you, I can't hear you, I can't feel you. But I'm, I'm having to tell my mind, no, they're there. They're hearing And so I'm talking to you by faith right now. This is what prayer is like. If you want to understand what prayer is like, turn on a camera and talk to the camera. It's not as easy as it looks. Turn on a camera and preach a sermon to a camera. 
It's like yeah. you're having a conversation with nobody, even though you know in your mind that you're not having a conversation with nobody. That's what prayer is like. And so in prayer, the most important thing for us to seek is not the answer to our prayers. In prayer, the most important thing for us to ask for is not the breakthrough that we desire. In prayer, you know, we have all of these things that we desire and that, that's what drives us to pray. In prayer, we ask God for breakthrough in our finances and, and for breakthrough in our physical health and for the salvation of our family members. And, and we ask God for all these things, but those are not the most important thing for us to pray for. The most important thing for us to pray for when we pray is the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. To help us pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit, would you come and awaken me yes. to the presence of God so that I don't feel like I'm praying to someone that I can't see, can't hear, and can't feel. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes and awakens your consciousness to the presence of God, prayer is like standing in front of a Sunday morning crowd. And I can see you, and I can hear you, and I can feel you. Mm. In prayer, suddenly when the Holy Spirit comes, the scripture says the Spirit begins to bear witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. What that means is it's like you, you, you begin to pray, and the Holy Spirit is praying with you, and you don't feel alone. Mm. And all of a sudden, you can feel the presence of God. And I know, you know, feeling isn't everything. And we talk so much about what to do when you don't feel, and mm. how it's okay not to feel, but... But this message today, what I want to encourage you to do is seek to feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you should ask God to help you feel his presence. Yes. That God wants you to feel his presence. You know, we spend so much time explaining away God's absence and trying to provoke the people of God to believe that God is there even when we feel like he's absent. Yeah. But I want to provoke you today mm. to seek him to, 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 be, to make himself known in your presence. Mm. Holy Spirit, help me in yes. my weakness. Mm. Now I, I remember, I remember when I was little, I wanted to be, uh, uh, I wanted to be mighty in prayer so badly, and and uh, I remember when I was 11 years old, I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and but it was hard for me to pray for one minute. <laughs> I mean, one minute just seemed like an eternity. You know, it's like, because it's just all about what's in my mind, and I'm trying to think of what to say, and Lord. Um, just come and touch and and uh, Lord uh, Jesus and and I would pray with all my might and my grandmother would take me to the prayer chapel at our church and it felt I would close my eyes and pray with all my might and it felt like hours went by yeah. and I would look at my watch and one minute yeah. <laughs> like it had been one and I had prayed for everything that I could think of this is exactly what Paul is talking about yeah in other words without the help of the Holy Spirit. Your time in prayer is confined mm. to what you can conjure up in your own yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what the experience of prayer is supposed to be about. That might be the starting point, but that's not the destiny. Mm. And if you've tried to spend time in prayer every day, but that's all you experience, exactly. that's why you don't want to pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to pray either. Yeah, yeah. And so prayer just remains a discipline mm. until the Holy Spirit comes yeah. and begins to help. And I remember when I was first awakened to the living presence of the Holy Spirit in prayer. You know, Charles Finney talked about that experience for himself. He said he felt as if for his entire walk with Christ, he had been carrying around his own water source, carrying around these huge jugs of water, and it was so heavy. And then when the Holy Spirit came, he said, it felt like a river picked me up and began to carry me. 
You see, when we begin to pray, it feels like you're carrying around these huge jugs of water. Hmm. It feels like it's all on you. Hmm. It feels like it all depends upon your discipline. It all depends upon how disciplined you are, how consistent you are. Hmm. But when the Holy Spirit comes, it no longer depends upon you. The Holy Spirit begins to pick you up and carry you. And so here's the prayer. Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me. Yes. Yes. Holy Spirit, help me. Hmm. Holy Spirit, help me in my weakness because we ought... But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us. There's an experience in prayer in which the Holy Spirit begins to take over and the Holy Spirit begins to pray for you and through you and with you and in you where all of a sudden it's not your prayer anymore. It's the Holy Spirit's prayer. And all of a sudden you're carried on this wave of prayer, on this river of prayer, and you begin to experience in prayer the nearness of God. Amen. Now this is the key. This, if, there, if there's one thing I want you to take home from today, it's this. Prayer is the pathway to the satisfaction of your deepest desires. Hmm. I'm going to say this again. If you don't hear anything else I say, hear this. Prayer is the pathway to the satisfaction of your deepest desires. Now, this is counterintuitive because it actually feels like prayer is the denial of your deepest desires. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because in order to pray, you got to turn off the stuff that you actually want to do. Mm. You know, the video games, Netflix, Prime, Prime Video, <laughs> yeah. Korean dramas, mm. YouTube. Right? Yeah. Like all of the fun stuff that you actually desire, mm. you got to turn it off in order wow. to pray. Wow. The st- you know, you got to push away the food. You know, if, if you were to ask me like, what do I naturally desire? I desire food, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. What do I naturally desire? I want to veg out on the couch, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's the stuff that I naturally desire. Yeah. But prayer begins with the realization <laughs> that all of the stuff that I desire on the surface is ultimately empty. Mm. That all, I mean, think about it. Think about it. Turn on Netflix. As soon as the service is over, I dare you to turn on Netflix and watch it for eight, eight straight hours. <laughs> How fulfilled do you feel? Just, just ask yourself in your mind. Just imagine watching Netflix for eight hours. Do you, do you ever get up from binging on some series on Netflix or Amazon or YouTube and go, wow, I feel so satisfied? I feel so fulfilled because I spent eight hours watching Netflix. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> you walk away from that feeling empty. Yeah. You walk away from that feeling just weighted, especially, yeah. especially if you watch something troubling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's stuff out there that's just designed to trouble your yeah. spirit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just been written by some demon possessed person. It's like, my God, were they trying to give me bad dreams? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you watch some stuff and it's like almost written to destroy you. You know what I'm talking about? It's ultimately, now I'm not saying it's ultimate, I'm not saying that it's pure evil. This message is not about stay away from Netflix. No, maybe sometimes you need a little Netflix. That's okay. But that's not your deepest desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying stay away from Netflix any more than I'm saying stay away from food. You need food, but that's not your deepest desire. 
There are desires that are deeper, deeper than entertainment, deeper than worldly pleasure, deeper than rest and relaxation, deeper than all of the comforts that this world can provide. There's something on the inside of you that longs desperately for something more. And the deepest desire of your heart is the presence of God. I mean, have you ever experienced the presence of God before? Have you ever experienced God drawing near and making himself personally present to you? All you have to experience, all you have to do is experience that one time, yeah. just once, yeah. just once God drawing Jesus. near yes. and you feel him. Even your physical Jeez. body begins to respond to the living presence of God. Mm-hmm. And you be just in that moment, what you experience is the satisfaction of your deepest desire. Mm. Like in that moment, you're satisfied at a level that goes deeper than anything. Prayer is the pathway to the satisfaction of your deepest desire. Like if you want to get to that place where you experience the presence of God, the living presence of God, that place where your ears are open, your spiritual ears are open to hear him say, I am with you. Yes. The pathway to that place, to that satisfaction, is prayer. It's prayer. Now, Jesus said, he who seeks to save his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake, he will find it. Here's, here's what we try to do. We spend all of our effort trying to find satisfaction in earthly things. And then for a moment we go, oh God, please meet me here in your power and your spirit. (laughs) It's like we spend all of our time clinging to the world. But while holding on to the world, we're crying out, Lord, satisfy my heart. Yeah. In prayer, you got to let it go for a while. Mm. You got to push it all aside. Jesus. And you got to come to the place where your heart says, Holy Spirit, I'm weak. You see, you can't even begin to pray until you confess your weakness before the Lord. Mm, so good. The Spirit does not help us in our strength. And if you feel strong, the Holy Spirit will just stand by and say, go ahead, you got this. And religion is the exercise of our strength. Hmm. That is, religion is when I come before God with this air of, you know, I know how to have a powerful time of prayer. I have to use the the biggest religious words I can. Oh, thou God, thou everlasting God. You know what I mean? It's like I come to God and I put on my my prayer voice and I get in the right position. And nothing's wrong with that. But the distinction is when the heart begins to trust in that. Or when you feel that there's something wrong with you because you can't do that. God's not looking for that. You know what God's looking for? The heart that recognizes its own weakness. Yes. yes. God, I'm weak. Yes. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. Hmm. Holy Spirit, I depend upon you because I want this time in prayer to be more than just a religious observance. I want this time in prayer hmm. to be something deeper, hmm. to be something more. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to deny myself I'm going to set everything aside and I'm going to come before you in prayer. When I was a little boy, I had this experience. When I was 11 years old, Mm. when all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, the Lord met me Mm. and awakened my consciousness. Mm. Up to that moment, prayer was boring. 
Prayer was arduous. Mm. Prayer took discipline. Mm. It took a lot of work to get to that place where I could pray. Mm. But suddenly the Lord met me in the middle of the night and awakened my consciousness mm. to his presence. Mm. And I was overwhelmingly filled with the presence of God and the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. All that means is that God became so real to me in that moment. Just as real as you are, actually more real than you are because I'm just looking at a camera right now, but you're there. <laughs> and you know what happened? When my consciousness awakened to his presence, all of a sudden I woke up the next morning and I was still in his presence. I could still feel his presence. I could still hear him calling me. And it was like I was propelled in prayer all day long. Throughout the day, I, went, I remember going to school, but I didn't want to play with the other kids. I was just walking around the playground. I was just talking to God, just talking to God. So I could feel his presence all day long, and I could hear him calling me. Let me tell you something. If you're listening to my voice, and whether you know Jesus Christ or not, if you're listening to my voice, and you've never had that experience, that experience is available to you. There's a deeper place that God wants to take you. Paul says the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. And all I want you to know today is that even when you're weak, he's strong. And as we approach God in prayer, we don't have to be strong. We simply have to identify our weakness before the Lord. And we have to go before his face and say, God, help me in my weakness. Because I don't know what to pray for as I ought. In other words, mm -hmm. God, I want to pray, but I don't know how. I need yeah, you to help yeah, me. Yeah. I want to go deeper with you, but I don't know how. I need you to help me. God, here I am. And that's all you got to do is present yourself before God in prayer. And he'll meet you right where you are. Mm. Right where you are, he'll meet you. And he'll change your life. Listen, during this time, this season, more than ever before, what I'm praying for is an awakening of our hearts. Because... Without an awakening of our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, the only thing we experience is the awakening of our conscience, mm. uh, the awakening of our, our caution, hmm. you know? And I'm feeling the awakening of, of my caution, by the way. You know, I do not want to get the coronavirus. I have a pre-existing condition, asthma, sleep apnea. I've got a history of those things. And so if I get the coronavirus and it hits my respiratory system, I, I, that fear is... It's present. It's ever present with me. And so there's this awakening of my caution. Don't get that Rona virus. Stay away from that Rona. I ain't going to no grocery store. I'm about to die of no Rona, not today. And so I'm putting on masks. If I have to go outside, I'm sending Sunny to the grocery store and I'm staying home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sterilizing her as soon as she walks in the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm ordering stuff and, and, and having Instacart leave it by the door and sterilizing every piece before I'm bringing it in the house. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit paranoid about this stuff. My own family members are coming. Hey, can I come see? Nope, you can't come. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My brother's here today. But um, during this time, we need more than the awakening of our caution. We need the awakening of our hearts. And if the Holy Spirit would come upon us and awaken our hearts during this season, God would take us to a deeper place of intimacy with him. And a deeper place of awareness of the fact hmm. that he is with us. Hmm. Amen? Amen? Bow your heads and let's pray. Jesus, Come join Jesus, me here. Jesus, 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 yeah. Jesus. Just
Moan the background worship. Just click offering. Jesus, Jesus. Bow your heads just for a moment. Pastor Sonny is coming. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And Lord, I speak your blessing over each and every one of these sons and daughters that are gathered in this place. We are happy to be in the house of the Lord today. And Lord, truly, the house of the Lord is each and every one of our homes as we've gathered here before you by faith. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help us in our weakness because we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But Holy Spirit, I pray that you would touch our hearts and that you would open our consciousness and that you would open our awareness to your spirit, to your power, and to your love. Touch every heart, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Now listen, if you're listening today, if you're with us today, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to open your heart to Him. You see, you might feel like a sermon on prayer is irrelevant to you. It's only irrelevant to you if you don't believe it. But if you believe it, it's just as relevant to you as anyone else. That is, if your heart is opening right now to say, Jesus, I want to know you, you can utter your first prayer right now and invite Jesus Christ to come into your life and you know what? He hears that prayer, that invitation that opens your heart. And the first prayer that you're going to pray is, Lord Jesus, help me in my weakness. Come into my heart and save me. Now, when we use that terminology, when we talk about salvation, all it is is the recognition that in ourselves we are broken and we are unable to please God. But Jesus paid the price for our sin. Everything that you've done wrong, every time you've messed up, every time you've fallen short, and you and I both know, I hear people say all the time, I don't believe I can sin, really? You don't believe you can do anything wrong? Have you, you, you're telling me that in your own consciousness and in your own mind, you're absolutely sure you've never done anything wrong. Well, let me tell you something. Every single one of us has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the Bible also promises that we are just, we're freely justified by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. What that means is that Jesus paid the price. That's what the cross of Jesus Christ is all about. That he paid the price for every place where you and I have messed up and done wrong. And all you have to do is open your heart and say, Jesus, I believe that you paid the price for my sin. And I invite you to come into my heart and make me new. And Jesus will come in and the Holy Spirit will come in and make you alive mm. to the love of God mm. and the love of God will change you forever. Mm. And so if you would just pray this prayer with us this mm. morning, mm. I believe that your life can change right now. Mm. Just close your eyes and just, and obviously nobody can see you but God. <laughs> yeah. So just pray this prayer, say, Jesus. Jesus. I open my heart to you. I open my heart to you. And I ask you to help me in my weakness. And I ask you to help me in my weakness. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to forgive me in my sins. And I thank you. And I thank you that you paid the price for my sin. That you paid the price for my sin. That you took the punishment for my sin. That you took the punishment for my sin. And so I ask for your forgiveness. So I ask for your forgiveness. Come into my heart right now. Come into my heart right now. Make me new right now. Make me new right now. Save me right now. Save me right now. And open up my consciousness. And open up my consciousness. So that I can feel you drawing near to me. So that I can feel you drawing near to me. Open up my heart and my mind. Open up my heart and my mind. That I might know that you're real. 
that I may know that you're real. Teach me to walk with you every day. Teach me to walk with you every day. In your name I pray. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now listen, if you prayed that simple prayer, mm -hmm. just drop a line in the, in the chat and say, I prayed the prayer. If you prayed that simple prayer, if you can just drop a line in the chat and say, I prayed the prayer, someone will follow up with you and someone will pray with you because the one thing I know is that you can't live this Christian life on your own. Mm. You need help. Mm. All of us do. Mm. And so we want to be here for you as you walk this Christian life. Mm. We want to serve you. We want to cover you in prayer. We want to encourage you. We want to provide you with all mm. that you need to grow in your walk with Christ. If you could just drop a line in the chat, we want to be there for you. And we thank you for joining us today. Mm. Amen. Yeah, and before we end our service, we want more than the knowledge. Mm -hmm. You heard that prayer is not just about discipline, mm -hmm. but it's about asking the help of the Holy Spirit. It's about experiencing and encountering the presence of God and really, really allowing the Holy Spirit to overshadow us. So right now, will you join with me? Just take a few moments. Like, I want you to open up your hearts, your hands, and ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the dear pants for the water. God, my soul longs after you. Ask the Holy Spirit to awaken that, that deep desire that deep hunger that's inside of you that's been covered God remove the layers God layers of uh, uh, off of us so that we may be in touch with that deep desire for more of you right now right now will you join with me and ask the Holy Spirit to awaken that deepest desire Holy Spirit Holy Spirit help us without you God our words are nothing Without you, God, we are nothing. We need you, Holy Spirit. You know, Moses saw God work miracles. He saw God delivering out of 10 plagues. He saw God uh, 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 release breath from heaven. I mean, he saw God do uh, uh, parting waters. He saw God so many miracles, but you know, at the end of it, even after seeing miracle after miracle, what he desired was, God, I desire your presence. Show me your glory. So right now, will you ask him, God, take me beyond my discipline. God, take me beyond my day-to-day -day prayer life. God, we cry out for your presence to, 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 to disrupt God our day today your presence God your glory God to come anoint our time with you come on I want you to cry out for more of God 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 we need you we need you we need you we need you Holy Spirit God we are nothing apart from you God we can't even seek you without you we can't even pray without your help so Holy Spirit this day this moment breakthrough on our behalf, God. Breakthrough upon every household, God, that our prayer lives, God, would not be the same. God, Holy Spirit, that you would help us. You would help us. You would help us, God. Spirit of God, baptize us with your spirit. Overshadow us, God, with your spirit. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit, God, God, come upon us, God, where you allow the fire of the Lord to, to, to burn away all the other desires. God, we are so aware 
of these earthly desires, Lord. God, even me, as I'm fasting, Korean drama, that desire, I'm like looking at the calendar, when can I watch? You know, like that desire is so real and so strong. But God, will you burn away even that desire? God, I can't even let go of that desire without, without your Holy Spirit. So Spirit of God, let your fire come upon our hearts and our minds and burn away, God. God, remove, God. Let the desire, the deeper desire that you have put in every one of us for more of you for more of your presence God go come up higher and higher and let the other desires God be, be below that main that primary desire for more of you so Holy Spirit Holy Spirit come come on I want you to just just ask position your bodies if you need to go on your knees right now if you need to stand up and lift up your hands whatever you need to do you're you're in your comfort of your home if you need to lay out prostrate before God position your bodies right now position your heart right now God as the deer pants for God the streams of water God we pant God we desire God we are desperate for the living water for the living streams of water God release your presence God even now as we position ourselves for more of you awaken God awaken our awareness for your presence let us sense let us feel your presence God God awaken our hunger awaken our desire for more of you God I willingly lay before you all the other desires Come on, will you lay before him right now all the other desires, the things that, that you've been wanting, the things, the things. Will you just lay it before him so that he would replace it with that deepest desire for more of God. God, we want to be your people of your presence. Spirit of God, we want to know your presence. Spirit of God, we want to love your presence. Oh God, we want to carry your presence. God, we want to learn how to live in your presence. So Holy Spirit, help us. Help us, God. Help everyone in their homes right now, God. God, God, that you would replace the things that we received, God, coming to church, the worship team that prepared for us, God, the intercessor, intercessors that prepared the way spiritually. God, God, right now, Holy Spirit, will you, God, be our worship leader? Will you be our intercessor? Holy Spirit, will you come, 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 come fill us, overshadow us, overtake us, overwhelm us, God, with your presence. Awaken, God, awaken. Awaken, awaken our desire, God, for more of you. Yes, God. Yes, God. So, Lord, mm. Mm, mm. we open our hearts. Yes, God. We open our hands. Mm. We open our homes. Mm. We open our lives to you. Mm. And we give you permission mm. to come, overtake, and overpower. Yes, God. Spirit of God, mm. help every household. Help every son and daughter to go deeper and deeper, deeper into the waters of your presence this week, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name.